Ladies and gentlemen, it's Sunday, so you know what that means. It's all new episode of the Rap Lab Podcast. It's your boy, the Candyman, the A-L-F-R-E to the D. What up, what up? It's your boy, the one and only, the only one, the Red Barber MC. Do you ever think about when you're out of here? Record deal and video, out of here. Mercedes-Benz and Range Rover, out of here. One and only, True G, call me the QG. Y'all know who I be, the one and only, the dreadlock one to himself, T.O. Y'all know the question that always remains, what's the dealio? And a uh, big announcement before we start the show. Uh, for those of y'all who've been asking for the updated logo merch, it's up. So teespring.com slash rap lab. Go ahead and uh, get your new rap lab shirts. The ones that made the debuts at the Boardwalk Buds conventions, the ones that me and E wore all around Atlantic City, is available for y'all to to purchase. I know our people out there in New Orleans and our people out there in Detroit wanted them, so now y'all don't have an excuse but to go get them. Yes, sir. And, yep, so definitely go ahead and, and cop that merch. So that brings us to today's uh Today's topic, we're going to talk about uh, rappers who didn't live up to their potential. So what we mean by that is somebody who was in a prime position to succeed, and for one reason or another, they didn't succeed. Uh, We're going to base this list off several factors, whether it's the album flopped, the label failed them, or or they sabotaged themselves. So first up on the list, a name that has never been brought up in the rap lab in the history of this show. Over 70 episodes, and we have not mentioned this man not one time until now. Somebody who y'all probably even never heard of or probably forgot about. Charles Hamilton. Yes, mm. Harlem. Uh, shout, out, shout out to Harlem. Please, please, please stop sending in hate mail to QG. They're not um, sending no hate mail. No, they love me out in Harlem, and I love them <laughs> back. And they're gonna And they're going to love me even more. When Dipset gets destroyed by the locks. Uh-oh. 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 Ah, bad. Move it on. <laughs> but Charles, Charles Hamilton, who's, uh, his height of fame was in 2008, 2009. Uh, Charles Hamilton was a unique dude. He was supposed to be, like, the next guy from New York. Am I, am I right when I say that in that time period? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he was on the cover of the XXL freshman class in 2009. Mm-hmm. He had a lot. He had to deal with Interscope. You can't get no bigger than that. And not only that, um, and it's funny because I never heard of Kendrick Lamar until he got into that battle with Charles Hamilton. Y'all, y'all know what battle I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. the. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that. I found out about him from Lupe and the All-City Chess Club. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's when I first heard about Charles. and then. But yeah, that battle with Kendrick, that's... Yeah, I that's, that's a legendary throwback there. Yeah, I I had never heard of nor seen Kendrick Lamar prior to that to that battle. I'll never forget that. But um let's go around the room. Uh impressions of Charles Hamilton before we talk about why he didn't succeed. Rev Barber, you could go you could take this one first. <laughs> oh man, a little secret for y'all. I actually have a playlist on my um iPhone of Charles Hamilton. I actually really, really, really liked Charles Hamilton back in the day. I thought he was amazing. 
His his production, his sampling, superb, top notch. He spun so many samples and made it into so many dope beats. I have so many instrumentals from him. Um, he actually dropped, if I'm not mistaken, one um album commercially, which was the the Pink Lava Lamp, and yes. I love that album, man. I I could listen to that almost back to front, maybe like one or two songs I may skip over, but that was such a great, great overlooked album. Um, he did a lot of mixtapes and. One thing about his mixtapes, man, those covers will always attract you to to want to listen to what it is. I know he did the whole um, Sonic the Hedgehog um, gimmick and appeal. So you had like um, the yellow Sonic on one. Uh, he had uh, one of the Sonic with like a bunch of girls around him. Uh, that mixtape was called The L Word. That was a phenomenal mixtape, man. He talked about all his exes and um, every song was a name of one of his exes and he would um talk about the situations that he had with him some of them he was apologizing to them some of them he was just straight up bashing them you know he he um i know he has a lot of like uh, a lot of a lot of things going on upstairs mentally and stuff like that but i give it to him he was very in tune with himself when it came to like you know his faults and stuff like that and you know this name may not ring a bell as far as like him charles hamilton whatever but uh if y'all heard Brooklyn Girls, that was him behind it, and especially uh, that video <laughs> where he had got uh, punched in the face by that girl, and then they had played oh, that God. song. And if you've yep. seen uh, one of those other videos of it, it, the Sonic Rings came out. That was pretty funny, too. I thought he could have like kind of capitalized <laughs> off of that. Uh, one, so did I. Yeah, man. <laughs> one of my favorite um, songs um, by him is uh, North Pole with uh, Max B. You know, Harlem Connection right there, and that that to me is vintage Charles Hamilton. So y'all looked that up, North Pole with Max B. That sample, top notch. You could even get the instrumental off of YouTube. It's a shame that you know he didn't really reach his potential. I don't know if it was like the labels. I don't know. I I, I don't I don't think it was his work ethic because he banged out so many mixtapes. It has so many beats, and maybe it was sampling issues. But um, the kid's work ethic in the late 2000s was, was was amazing. It was impeccable. It's just a surprise to me that he wasn't one of like the top names out there, especially on production. I thought he was going to kind of go the Kanye route and um, well, the reverse Kanye route and uh, rap, then just stick behind the boards. But yeah, shout out to Charles Hamilton. I know he's in a bit of legal trouble right now, and 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 it's a shame. I hope he works that out, man. All right. What about what about you, T.O.? Your, your thoughts on, on Charles Hamilton? I thought he was a good rapper, too. And I and I and I actually first heard him just like he did. I heard about the pink lava lamp and I know it didn't get much like, you know, gain of reviews and attention. In my opinion, I felt like at that time when it was released, Lil Wayne was still killing the charts and not many people like even though Wayne came out in the summer with the Carter three. I always felt like like that was going to be his year all around. But I thought he was a good rapper, and I felt like part of his demise of why he didn't make the potential, you know, and this happens to a lot of people, and even Kid Cudi probably could testify with this, the, the bipolar issues. You know, he was dealing with a lot of issues. Bipolar issues, you know, on drugs and everything. So I, I don't know, man, because I... I ain't gonna lie, when you when when we brought up his name just now, it's like damn, I forgot all about Charles Hamilton. I'm like, where is this guy? 
But like Ethan mentioned, the mixtapes was crazy. Now, and I did love the Sonic the Hamilton tie mixtape too. That's man. funny because you said where my bad a cut, but you said where is Charles Hamilton? That's actually one of his mixtape names too. Yep, that is. And he also has it's Hamilton. Is it? It's Charles Hamilton, and then his other mixtape is called Hamilton. Um, Charles, I think. So it 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 was like he just went into like the low the low dark side a bit, and just like. Maybe he didn't want to be in the limelight anymore. And then it surprised yeah. me because who the hell would have thought that this guy was related to MC Light? Right, word. And they did um New York City Girl, uh, yep. him and MC Light. That's a really dope, underrated song. I wish that mm-hmm. one got a little more spins, yo. Super I'm thinking, dope. Beat. I'm thinking that, like, all right, he's paying homage to MC Light. Come to find out he's related to MC Light. I was like, what the? F-? All right, fine. That makes sense. But, um... Um, I ain't gonna lie. I don't know where he's at right now. I ain't trying to look for him, but what I'm saying is, like, I hope he's doing well and continue making music because I actually liked him because, again, around that specific area, he was different from many other people. Yeah, he's incarcerated right now. Oh, damn. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Sorry I ask, but I hope it gets better for him in the near future. You know, all I can say is to stay up. Yeah, he got a GoFundMe. Um, he's in some legal trouble, um, domestic abuse. He's pleaded not guilty, but we'll see how that um turns out. It's not public or anything, but uh, yeah, I had to kind of dig for that information. Damn. Uh, QG, what's your thoughts on 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 Mr. Hamilton? I liked him. I was first introduced to him by my homeboy Ralph. Uh, you know, Ralph was always big on the up and comers and the and the new cats. Shout and, out, you to know, the boss man. Yeah, shout out to the big boss man. And you know, Sonic, I love Sonic. So so that so that so that attracted me to it. And then at the time, looking at the you know reading Double XL heavy, you know, he was on the cover with Bob and Asher Roth, Corey, Mickey Fax, and them. And I was like, okay. And then I heard. The, uh, I heard his first album and I was like, okay, man. I said, this guy, this guy got something big, you know what I mean? And and, and like Rev touched on the production, it was original. I know that he was a big Dilla guy, and you know he really he really put his sound behind stuff like that. And oh yeah, he had the mixtape. Yeah, the mixtape dedicated for donuts, yes, right? He did. Yes, he did. He put that out and it was great, oh. you know. And and. And he has a plethora of mixtapes. He put in a lot of work, a lot of work out there. And anybody that this is Soldier Boy, I like you. So uh, <laughs> that was that was that was that was great when he did that. He even did a video for it. And uh, funny enough, what attracted me to the <laughs> to the uh, uh, to the video? I mean, we're all adults here. Lacey Duvall was in it. Yes, <laughs> so, and for those of y'all who are porn star, she's a porn star. Or former porn star, if anything. <laughs> when I saw it, I said, wait a minute. You heard you got Lacey Duvall in the video? <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought that was... I thought she, that was, was she, was in, she was on the train in Brooklyn, girl. Yes, she was. I said, oh, man, this is this is dope. But, how, many, um, how many few porn stars have been in videos? I know this is off topic, but jeez. And he made a song about but, her one of his mixtapes. Yes, yep. he did. He, <laughs> but, you know, um, the sad part is, you know, he was going through some personal problems. And it's, it's it's tough to hear what he's going through now. That video that you mentioned, Rev, the girl involved in it, that's the stepdaughter of Mary J. Blige. 
Oh man, wow, that's some dope to do. And that, what? And 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 yeah, and according yeah. to according to the story, that's also somebody he had sexual relations with. I think he had got her pregnant and she got yes. an abortion, and he rapped yeah, about yeah, it in front yeah. of her, and he her face. It. And he mentioned it. He, he mentioned punched. it in the battle. He mentioned it in the battle, and when that punch happened, it went viral. And then, I mean, he apologized for it, and you know, it was and just the sonic rings came out. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the video was just was just intense, man. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe this happened. And but after that, you know, he, you know, he put out he put out some projects. You know, I remember listening to the bench. You know, uh, the last mixtape that was a dope one. The bench. Oh, it was so good, man. And then you know he had Bob in in a video trailer to promote the song Paperboy. You know, I mean, yeah. he had, he got them joints, man. He had some joints, and then I I liked them. I thought I said, okay, this guy's good, but just just those personal problems and them issues, man. And it's, it's tough to hear what he's going through now. So prayers to you, guy. See, now here's my thing about Charles Hamilton, right? And I remember hearing hearing this when he was like hot, like you know, um, the one knock on him because obviously he's from Harlem and he loved to wear the color pink. Now, who else from Harlem likes to wear pink? We know Cameron. So a lot of people was, and you know, a lot of people was accusing him of biting. A lot of people had called him corny for that. So that was a knock on him. Of course, getting rocked in the jaw by by old girl, that that didn't help him at all. And and you know how society is. They see that. They're just going to label him as soft. So, you know, yeah. that, that didn't help him at all. Um... Also, he was just a weird dude at times. Like, I remember seeing a Hot 97 interview that he did with Rosenberg a couple of years ago. And one thing about Charles Hamilton, if you notice, every time you see this guy, he always has a pair of headphones around his neck, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, 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 go, he goes to the Rosenberg interview, and the clip is online still, so if anybody wants to see it. And obviously, you got to put on headphones to do the interview. And he keeps his his headphones around his neck, like just looking like a, a, a oddball. So like he he got a lot of eccentricities that that like people found weird. And also, you know, like I feel like in that era of rap, you have to make you you got to make music that caters to just more than a niche audience. And I feel like that's what his music was 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 geared toward. It was just it was just a niche audience, you know what I mean? Like yeah. his music wasn't for the masses. And as somebody who's already have like a, a a weird appearance and a weird style, and you know you're you're comparing yourself to Sonic the Hedgehog, like you know he was never gonna have that mainstream appeal. Um, and then the last thing that did him in, I forgot who he battled in the barbershop, but I know that he lost that battle. Yeah, he lost. Yeah, help me out. Who was that he battled in the yeah, barbershop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I remember. Uh, this was when World Star Hip Hop was was you know. I mean, it's still around, but I remember seeing that seeing that whole thing. Yeah. I was that like, was um Sirius yeah, Jones. Oh, yes, Sirius Jones. God, no, Sirius no, Jones, of all people, of all people to snap on you. Sirius Jones from Jersey, a battle rap vet, a Fight Club champion, and all that. Oh Lord. Damn, who did wow. Sirius Jones battle that for was, us, right? That was and, and, and that was and that was ten years ago. Yep. And and then the thing is, he's trying to battle Sirius Jones with conscious bars. Like, did you really think he was going to win? 
Yeah, that's not going to work against a guy like Sirius Jones. Sirius Man. Jones destroyed Jen. Man. He destroyed a whole bunch of people. So that, that Man, you, you, you don't want Sirius Jones. Sirius Jones will give you a serious ass whooping in the battle. Nah, and, that, that, was a, that was a bad idea. That's funny. And, and I feel like in 2009, because uh, 2009 in New York is a, is a weird year. Um, of course, you know, Jay-Z came out with Blueprint 3. Fab kind of like stopped doing albums and went the mixtape route. And, you know, like, New York was looking for the guy. And there was a lot of pressure on Charles Hamilton to be the guy. Yeah, I I could agree. And and I feel that, I feel that because he didn't live up to be the guy, that's when his mental downfall started. The pressure was, the pressure and the failure was just too much. For, for him to handle. I, I could I could agree with that. I could agree especially with that. With, especially with a label like Interscope breathing down your neck. You think Jimmy Iovine is going to go for that. You got to come with them units. Word. Mm-hmm. And you then, don't do and that, they drop you. If you look back at that, at, that, uh, at that battle he had with Kendrick Lamar, right? It's funny to think about it back then as compared to now, but back then, Kendrick Lamar was considered the underdog in that battle. Charles Hamilton was the favorite going into that battle. Am I wrong or am I right? No, you're no, absolutely right. That's true. That's fine. And, because, and, Kendrick, and, because Kendrick is a relatively unknown. Mm-hmm. And, Charles. and look how the two careers played out. The, like, Charles Hamilton was the favorite, and he ended up having no... not. I can't even say nowhere near the success, because he hasn't had success. Like... And Kendrick is a superstar in the world of rap now. So yeah. it's crazy how things play out. That's he was true. born in Ohio, too. Ain't that funny? Yeah, man. Like, like, like again, he, he could have been the guy. And you know what's funny? Speaking of this, and this will be the last point I touch on before we move on to our next artist. But I feel like in the last decade plus, like maybe the last 15 years, I'll go back that far. Every time New York has supposed to have had the guy, the guy doesn't become the guy. You realize that? It's, it's a lot of pressure, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a lot of pressure to be. Uh, and, and some people don't want to be the guy. Or even if they want to be the guy, they realize how it's not as easy as it sounds. Word. True, true, it's, true. It's, it, it, it's tough. It's hard, man. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah, man. Like, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's just hard. Like, I don't know what it is, but like, a guy could be, a, somebody from New York could just be on fire, and the minute they're like, yeah, this is our guy. He, I, I guess it's a mental thing, but he just, he just goes. But speaking of which, we're staying in New York for our next artist, who for one reason or another did not live up to their potential. This guy had a smash hit. That in 2001 was all over the radio. We talking about G Dep, who was formerly on Bad Boy Records. <sighs> this is going to be uh, interesting. Ghetto dependent. Already on fish and spaghetti. To since since you made that big sigh, you want to go first? Talk to us about G Dep and why you think he didn't live up to his potential. Bad Boy Curse, as usual, the Bad Boy Curse. The bad boy curse. Some people say there is no bad boy curse, but I believe but, there's but, one. 
I well that I think it is a bad boy curse, and then you know later on he got into legal, uh, he got into trouble badly, as you can see. I think he's still incarcerated right now, right? He is. He's got a life sentence. Holy yeah, fuck, man! He's in there for life. Um, when you look at G Depp, the first time I heard G Depp was actually on the reverse song from Puff Daddy's Forever album. I was like, this guy is not bad. I like this guy. And then later on, you know, you hear him again. But this time, it's the, um, what's that song? Let's Get It. And that's when you got the birth of the whole Harlem Shake coming out. The real Harlem Shake. Not that garbage that, that many years later, people look drunk like their uncles and shit at parties. The real Harlem Shake. And then I thought this was more of a G-Dep song with the bad boy crew of, um, what's his name? Pete Diddy and Black Rob. Rest in peace to him. But then I realized it was off the Sock Continue album. And then right. next thing, he gets the song now, Special Delivery. Now, my issue with that is why I think G-Dep didn't live up to his potential. As good as he is, I felt like the singles fucked it up for him. How? Special Delivery was all over the place. The, but see, that's the problem. Special Delivery, but what did they play more? This is like the Craig Mack syndrome. I think I know where Mack is going, especially when the remix came out. You this put is, all this, those lyrical monsters on there with G-Dep. Who's going to come out better? And it's almost the Craig Mack syndrome. What happened to Flavor of Your Ear? Because because uh, when you look at the remix, you got Ghost. You got, you got Keith. Keith Murray? You bring back Craig on there. You bring back that, and I think that's what fucked it up. The moment Craig Mack came, that people were like, oh shit, where the hell he been? It kind of overshadowed the original G- artist. Yes, you never seen to play the the regular version anymore. And this is why I, this is why I was saying the Craig Mack syndrome. What happened with Flavor Your Ear? As hot as that record is, just him alone. What do you do after that? You put in the Flavor in Your Ear remix. Who's on that? Biggie, obviously the better marketing tool around that time. LL. A veteran already. Rampage, the last Boy Scout who's getting into the game. And then you got wild ass Buster Ross, who I still don't know to this day what the fuck he said. Sorry, Pops, but the, I had to do it. No, nah, nah, but you know what's crazy too? Even with a even with the single, let's get it. Let's get you it. You know what they were you know what you know you know what they were really focusing on? This is Diddy coming up from a comeback from the situation that situation. happened with the and what right. did and what did Diddy say? Not guilty because I'm filthy. And 50 Cent wrote that verse. And and on top of that, people sometimes will say Black Rob overshadowed that song. And mind you, Depp on there. And Depp did, had like what two and a half verses. Yeah, he did. And 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 again, it was also Depp's unorthodox style and his style. Mm-hmm. Especially especially the way he talked. I was boom riggy, and I was boom riggy on fish and spaghetti. That's that Harlem. That's that Harlem style. Get smack silly. Get smack yeah. silly. Yep. Someone got smack silly. All right. But I don't know, man. I felt like it, this was almost similar to the Craig Mack syndrome. Some people may not um, agree with me. That's fine. But that's how I see it. I think G-Dep is good. But I think the way the marketing came out as far as his singles went, I, I wasn't I wasn't happy because I wanted to see more out of him. And I feel like Child of the Ghetto, good, a great album, but they don't focus more on an album like that until they focused on the special delivery remix and that's what fucks it up because really what what did they play after that true that's also true 
Yo, um, Rev, what, 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 what's your opinion? Cause you, you've been a little, little relatively quiet on this one. Uh, what, yeah. what, what's your thoughts on G Dev? Ah, uh, man. T.O. said everything I wanted to say. I, like, 110% agree. It's the bad boy curse, man. And, you know, it's a shame. Him, Black Rob, all them guys, like, Mark Curry, they got Thank hit you, by Mark it, Curry. You know? Oh, it, man. It's you know Biggie and Craig Ma- and Craig Mack like you know though Craig Mack had like you know only one album whatever there or two but it, they made it super hard Mace a little bit too made it super hard to to follow in that in the footsteps and you know these guys were were lucky enough to have you know those hit singles you know anchored by Diddy and his sampling and his production and his promotion but there was no more substance. On the rest of their albums and the, and the rest of their careers, and you could argue and say like Black Rob had you know a pretty decent album with Life Story, but it just wasn't promoted right. You know, like you just think of Whoa every time you think of the Black Rob album, or you know what I'm saying. It wasn't much after that. I know he had that other song with the little kids singing, "He's Black Rob." You know that that wasn't hitting either. So there was no consistency with some of these guys. But like the Bad Boy Curse definitely sets them back too. So. And, and another thing I want to piggyback off, Eric, you listen, like, I know, Al, you say, you know, special delivery and let's get it. But look at what Diddy did in 2001. He appeared on Let's Get It. He appeared on the special delivery remix, ad Living like crazy. You had Diddy uh, produced by the Neptunes, which, by the way, gets a come on, son. Um, You had I Need a Girl Part 1 and Part 2. He's already on the, um. what was that remix? Welcome to Atlanta. So Diddy was more overshadowing than any But how could you be surprised? Diddy is, after Big died, Diddy was always all over everything. Yeah, but that's the thing. It that was, was Diddy. That was the problem. Where, he didn't let he didn't let, he didn't let his let guys the other shine more than right. he did. He, he he didn't let his guys get out there and do their thing as stars. No, but 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 Diddy see, but became think, the biggest star. But if you think about it though, what what record label, especially in that time period, whose CEO was also an active rapper on the label, like him, Birdman, Master P, they all was the the star of their own sh- of their shows. You can't. I'm not going to compare that to even Master P on that one. At least Master P gave shine to his artists like that. Yeah, I felt yeah, like Diddy let, was being selfish. He let he let he let people eat. And as far as as far as Bird goes, what choice did he really have? Because at the time, everybody was leaving except one artist. Yep. He had to do, and then you know Wayne. And that's why they did the you know Wayne and Birdman got together, and and they had to revamp the whole thing. But you know what the most intriguing thing is. Do you know how much G Depp signed with Bad Boy with? How much? He got $350,000 for a five album deal from Bad Boy. Oh, wow. That's a terrible deal. What kind of a. And, and he signed it. So it, it gives you insight of the mentality. Yo, I'm just trying to get on. I'm hungry. I'm going to take it. And he took that deal. That's a terrible deal, man. And then when the album came out, obviously when you drop an album, you know when the label invests in it, you gotta recoup. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta mm-hmm. put in some of that income with the interest. He gets dropped from it. Him and Loon get dropped around the same time. They join up together and release an independent album in '07. He yep. stays on the ind- He stays on the indie scene for a minute, but now all of that gets overshadowed by the murder case. Yep, and that's he what I'm. And that. And- and and that's about it. Yeah, that's my focal point. 
So mm-hmm. apparently in like 94, I believe, he he go, he goes to rob this guy in Harlem and the rob the guy like is resisting, putting up a fight, so he shoots him. Now to G G Depp claims he didn't know that the guy died until like years later, but he said it's something that haunted him. Now imagine it's 1994. He he kills this guy and gets away with it clean. Right. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you some insight. It was a year. It was a year prior. It was '93. Okay. '93. So he kills this guy in '93. Gets away with it clean. And in 2010, he goes and turns himself in. Now the funny thing is, he had tried to turn himself in two times prior, but the cops just believed, oh, this guy is on drugs. Uh, we 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 don't. You know, he, he he's not. He's he, he, he's high. He's under the influence of some substance. He can't be telling the truth because the case was a cold case. It was. And, and then uh, even the family of the victim said that, oh, we wish he hadn't turned himself in because now we have to relive the pain of losing our father, which is crazy that, you know, the family didn't even want justice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So very rare you ever hear that. But he turned himself in. And, and, and let me ask you all, like, if somebody got away with a murder for 17 years and had no chance of getting caught because there was no clues, nothing. Like the case was cold, and probably if G-Dep never turned himself in, the case probably would have never been solved. So, like, Lord. you know, granted he was already past his prime of fame because uh, I think past 2001 nobody was checking for G-Dep. But uh, why, why, like, he turned himself in, and I don't think anybody in that position would have would have done that, you know? Mm-hmm. True, true. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, he pleaded not guilty to second degree murder. It went to the Supreme Court. He was convicted of the charge in 2011, and he got 15 years to life for that. And I mean, see, this is my thing, which, which, see, and I don't get it. Like, you go to the precinct three times, and the third time they take you in, you confess to the murder. So you've already confessed three times, and then you plead not guilty when the trial comes. Yeah, amazing, wow. isn't it? It's 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 crazy how how all that flipped around, and you know, and he's well, been in and out of the system. He's been in and out of jail when you, when yeah. you look at his record. You know, drug offenses, burglary, grand larceny. He's been he's been through it. And he's, the other, he's had and, a rough life. And then the other thing, like you guys said, he was never the marquee artist on Bad Boy because obviously Diddy was pushing himself first. I, I believe around the same time, that's when the the band came about, wasn't it? Nah, yeah. that, I thought the so. Band, nah, the band was like what oh two oh three. Oh yeah, I know. I know he had the group Dream around that time, but I don't remember the band coming out in oh one. Yeah, yeah but, but but G Depp was still there in oh two. Yeah, he was definitely yeah, there in oh two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, not much because you because around oh two it was still mostly Diddy. Right. I mean, he was the big. I mean, at the time, the band did come out in '02, and uh, Rob, you know, Rob was still there. A couple of, you know, it was it was around that. And, and, and if you want to go with the timeline, this was around the same time Diddy appeared on the Nelly and Murphy Lee record for the Bad Boys Two soundtrack. Right, yeah, right. That was like a year later. Yeah. Yeah, all of that, all of that was part of that. So yeah, Diddy, Diddy was moving. It's like, when do you have time to? Focus and step back on your own on on, on your acts. You and know, I think the other time G Dep appeared was was it the um You Gets No Love remix by um 
Who was on the You Gets No Love remix from Faith Evans? I don't remember. That's a good... You know what? It was a bad boy artist. Looking back at it, honestly, the first time I heard of G-Dep was on the Born Again album. Yeah, he was on there, yeah. He was on the track was Let Me Get Down. Let Me Get Down. That's the first time I actually heard him rap. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I heard that after oh, forever. Oh, that was um, Loon on the Faith Evans song. Okay, so I got that. Yeah, yeah, that's Loon. That's Loon. Yeah, my first time hearing, my first time hearing uh, G-Dep was on that song Reverse off the Forever album. I think that's what T.O.'s talking about. Yeah. That song that also had Buster and CeeLo Green on it. And Sean. And Sauce. Yeah, man. So... Yeah, uh, crazy. But, but yeah, only man. only Red Maker say I got married four times. Psych. That's red for you. Shout out to Reggie. Noble. Yeah. yeah, man. Shout out, shout out to Reggie, who will not be on this list. Uh the next name on, on this list, uh somebody who we've talked about in the beef episode. Y'all can go in the archives <laughs> and check it out. He, he took a major L at the hands of LL. Uh, we talking about cannabis. Uh, Rev Barber, you 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 want to shed some light on why cannabis is on the list? <laughs> yeah, as I said off the pod, man, excuse the pun, but he took two L's. Cannabis hats, the one the LL Cool J and the one where he brought out the notepad during the battle versus and, disaster. And you know, I'm a, I used to be an avid collector of um the source and double XL. And I remember all these promotional pages for cannabis coming out, and there was all these great things being said about him. And I remember he made his appearance on the Lost Boys album, Beats from the East. He had a pretty long verse, and it was pretty good. It was good. It wasn't bad at all. But he was supposed to be like the new revolution of MC, of like a like a, a battle rapper turned like song maker type MC. But where he went wrong was Wyclef's guitar. And his sandals Ooh, yeah. and, and oh, wearing God. sandals in the studio and all terrible, that. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bad idea. I forgot idea. about that. You, you you hit the nail on the head. It was bigger than just those L's he took, bro. It was all of that, correct. Yeah, man. And Jerry Wonder and all that stuff oh. that was going on in the studio with those dudes, man. It just like it messed everything up for cannabis. I feel like cannabis should have been on like loud records or Def Jam and he probably would have got like better promotion or or maybe been able to to do his own thing. But like with Wyclef and trying to make like an acoustic album or whatever was going on with Cannabis's first album just just ruined the whole allure of, of Cannabis himself and this MC that we saw on the Source magazine being heavily promoted. I mean, heavily promoted. There was so much being said. And then also, of course, you know, the world renowned 4321 situation didn't help out at all. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you say what you want about LL Cool J, but, you know, at the time he kind of curtain jerk cannabis a little bit. You know, how you tell a man to to change his verse and he does and then you don't change yours. Yeah, that, was, that was kind of foul. Pop. However, <laughs> however I'm going I'm to chi- I'm chime in right here. Yep. To, to quote one oh, of the greatest, well, oh no, no, I, I, uh, here it comes. Here to quote comes. one of the greatest rappers of all time. Oh wait, you are you take talking about Carlos Ward? <laughs> yeah, you gonna take you gonna take his mic off your arm? No, you don't borrow nothing. You just you should just be glad to be on the record. No, Alpha, you, you, you can't actually say, agree. Al, do you, Alfred, do Alfred, you Alfred, agree you with KRS? Wait, and hold Alfred, on. You're right. You you can't. You gotta say you're lucky enough to be on the record. 
<laughs> nah, but what was the question? With, with KRS? Yeah, I agree with KRS. You do? I do. <laughs> you don't borrow nothing. You, you, you're just happy to be on the record because cannabis was... Because I'm thinking you just say it just to say it because it's beef one. So don't come on, man. You don't actually agree with that. Nah, bro. Cannabis was a was an unknown. He was a rookie, only underground. You follow the underground. And following the underground in the nineties was much more difficult than today because no smartphones, no Google, no none of that technology. And you know, you, like the one of the biggest rap superstars of all time is, is putting you on a record. You don't talk about no. Let me take that mic off. And it's the he way didn't he say said, take the mic. He, he said let me take, borrow no, the mic. No, no, no. He said he said. And again, L took it out of context. If you look at the same DVD, the same DVD, Method Man was like he took some out of context and he ran with it. Red Man said, "Oh, cannabis ain't he ain't this LL. He wasn't on no trip like that. He used to come spit with the squad all the time. You know what I mean? So yeah." It was just a line taken out of text. And like Rev touched on, L asked Cannabis to change it. He did, but LL kept his verse. And, and then that phone know, call made know, it bad. Yeah, and you should know how much of a hothead LL was then, too. That, that phone call conversation between Cannabis and LL. So the pressure is on Cannabis now. What are you going to mm-hmm. do about it? So when he came out with the diss track, and it was a great diss track, second round KO, that yeah. was just the best part of that whole album. Everything was, else just kind of thrown away. And as lyrical and as great as he is, he had great songs on there. He had Nigonometry on there. He had Get Retarded on there. He had all these different songs on there, but the beats, it didn't go with the rhymes. And, and Cannabis is, 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 a, is a lyrical machine, but it just didn't work together. And how do you change the name of your album to Can I Bust when that was the name of the song that LL dissed you on? Yeah, you know what? And that's, that's, that's another, that's another. That wasn't even supposed to be the name of the album, but you changed it to Can I Bus. Are you crazy? Yeah, yo, Rev, what you think about Mike Tyson being in the video? <laughs> oh my God. Oh, it, 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 it was a nice hey, attempt, though. It just hey, didn't go Speaking him. with the kid of this man, eat, 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 and feed for lunch, <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> I, I might have had. And, and, go ahead. Nah, nah, you go first. I might have had Mike Tyson shadow boxing, but I wouldn't have had him talking. And, and and Mike Mike made a big mistake. I, and you know Mike Mike spoke about that. He's like he didn't even know what was going on. He didn't even know it was an LL diss record because him and LL were were friends. They 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 talked about it and laughed now. But he just showed up and just was on it. Wait, <laughs> what, what, do you, wait, 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 what do you mean he, he didn't did. know what was going on? He didn't know what was going on. He probably <laughs> didn't know how how thick the beef was. Or... He didn't know how crazy it was. He just went in there, did his appearance and everything. You can't do that because once LL saw it, he got at everybody. He got at Cliff. He, he got, got at the. He damn sure got at the roster imposter. Oh man, <laughs> the oh, man. Ball ball But 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 here's the funny part. Why Cliff doubled down? He doubled down and stabbed dude in the back because he did an interview on Hot 97. He was like, "Oh yeah, man. I mean, yeah, you made a big mistake going going against LL, you know. And and uh, only that cannabis or oh, word you fix computers, he could dust my computer. He said that. But see, but see, Wyclef think he's slick because if I'm not mistaken, which song was it from Cannabis? He clearly said, he said, he said something about my my last album didn't drop. Ask motherfucking Wyclef because he spoiled it. That was on Cannabis. That was that was that was 2000 BC. 2000 BC. Which, is, let, which is a great album. That's better than Can I Bust. Wait, but, but see, the thing is, see, the first time I heard about Cannabis, like. The first time I heard cannabis just before 4321 was actually Desperados. 
Yeah, he had the best verse on that song. He destroyed it. He did. Because oh I'm like, who what, what the hell say? is this guy? He said, I- "F my F my record label. I appear courtesy of myself." But see, but see, what he fucked up again. Like y'all covering it right now is the LLB. First of all, second round knockout is great as it is. My only issue is you already said that at the House of Blues. Big mistake. See, LL already I, heard I, that. Go ahead, Candyman. Can I ask the three of y'all a question? Go mm-hmm. ahead. What up? The the response that LL Cool J made to cannabis, I don't think that the song was great. It's just that one line about the 99% of your fans don't exist is what it's I believe. It's, it's just only that. He did his homework. He exposed, he exposed cannabis. Him. He exposed him. That was the other thing. Especially that third verse, to me, was the nail in the coffin. Yeah, he, he, said, he said 99% of your fans don't exist. But when you said you said the same BS at House of Blues, lit the, he said... First rule of lyrical war, never repeat it. Repeat it. Everybody yep. already heard what you said, but then you say it again and you bring it back on. Pe- you're going, Pe- that's a vet. You don't right. do that. And people over, I'm glad you brought that line up. People overlook that specific line because we did hear it at the House of Blues. First, before you, you brought it right. up. If and you, if, and then what yeah. also messed it up is, that's your first single ever? That's your single? Bad move. No, man. And, and you know what? You know what? That's his, all you're known for. His career completely didn't die because he went on to become a member of the Four Horsemen afterward. But but the yeah, Four Horsemen didn't happened, really. What yeah. happened with the Horsemen? They didn't. It's funny you mention it because now they're actually going to drop something. Yeah. All these years later, there's an official corrupt been promoting it. Ross Cos, they the Killer Priest, they back. <laughs> they they, they going to put it out. He even did an album with Keith Murray. Mm-hmm. And, it, and 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 not to mention, guys, uh, Rev, to back you up, you mentioned the the LL thing and the notebook thing. Yeah, Eminem destroyed him. Oh my God, Candy bitch! Oh, Candy bitch! <laughs> oh my God, that you was. You got into it with M. You battled disaster. Pull out a notebook, and and, and 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 you know what? I'm glad you brought up that battle. You go to the battle with your arm in a sling. Yeah, he's welling. Are you crazy? You didn't think disaster was gonna rebuttal uh um rebuttal that and kill you? Yo, didn't he at one point try the military? He wasn't in the military. He was actually a data analyst. Ah. You know, and 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 not to mention he was obsessed with LL after the beef. Ripped the jacker and all this other crazy stuff. That's like why that. LL had to mention him on where I belong. <laughs> I said, man, what I said cannabis. But thankfully they they, you know. After many many years, they 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 found peace and they you you could see them together taking pictures. They actually performed together a few times, but it's like Cannabis' career never really really recovered after everything. And he's come up with some good albums after Can I Bust, but it's like it doesn't get its notoriety because unfortunately, what's going to overshadow his career is the LL beef. And then and then the whole disaster thing that was a bad. I, I, like, why would you do that? You're going backwards. You're going back. You're stepping into a realm and, a, and an element. You you went to King of the Dot to battle disaster. And and I and I know I don't do lyrical treason this week, but cannabis that line on uh, second round knockout, bro. You gotta you gotta rethink that. <laughs> oh, that God. specific I'm not even, line. I'm not even gonna. Re- I'm not even gonna repeat I, the line. Oh no, you don't. Please don't, because I don't. Wait even wait wait wait. This. What's the line? 
No, no. No, I no, no. I no, but, but some of the listeners may not know what you're talking about. You ain't got the skills to that line. The skills to what? I haven't heard the song, so I, I, I don't know. Second round knockout. You've heard second round knockout. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, oh, yeah, I have heard second round. Oh, I know. Oh, never mind. <laughs> you know what else, too? You know what the sad part is about Cannabis got into so many beats. He got into it with Royce the 5'9". He got well, into it. It's well, like, it's like all he's street. known. Yeah, it's like all you're known for is beefing and getting into it. He even dissed Beanie Siegel. Because Beanie Siegel said, I rock your bells like L. I ain't cannabis. I mean, I mean beans, you know, I mean... I mean, that's kind of a joke. It was a hot line, though. It, it was, was a hot line, but I can understand cannabis on and that. And he one. said it, and he said it for a Jadakiss diss. It was the Jadakiss diss that everybody talk about. That that's the mm-hmm. line where he said that. Wow, it's crazy that the only thing that he's like widely known for is the LL beef. Like, and, and like he could he could drop a classic album tomorrow, and <laughs> because he lost the LL beef as bad as he did, nobody would give a shit about the album. Unfortunately, I, I agree with Al, unfortunately. It's oh, yeah, he was on the Gone to November like remix. He killed it. Like, that's, his, that's his clear, defining moment. But moving on to our, our next artist. Now, putting him on this list, I know some people are going to say, how could you put him? Are you, are you crazy? And he does have a classic album under his belt, but I got I to gotta put Lupe Fiasco on the did not live up to the potential list. Let's talk about it, fellas. Uh, man, Red Bull- I li- oh, there you oh, no, go. Ahead. Go ahead, T.O., since you had the outburst. Go ahead. Man, I like this guy, man, because when he first came out with um his mixtapes, um, what was that mixtape? It's it's it's, it's a homage. The Nerds. Yeah, that one. I was like, who is this guy? I think he's nice. He's, he's really, really good. And then when I finally stumbled on to the whole kick and push, I really loved how he was trying to change the narrative with the whole skater era and everything, um, you know, rappers doing the skating and everything, that everybody fell on that wave, whether it was Pharrell, even Lil Wayne at one point. And then, but the lyrical, the lyrical content he put out was like, he was really like a nerd rapper, but a, but a, a lyrical nerd rapper. Um, Food and Liquor, classic album. I was worried though, what he was gonna follow up after The Cool. Because I thought the cool and food and liquor were neck and neck as like, damn, these are I agree. Two great albums. I now agree. the pressure is on. He's out the sophomore jinx. What is he gonna carry on after the cool? Because some of the singles he put out between both albums were nice. One song I am pissed that never made the album was Steady Marvin. For those who don't know, it's a deep, deep song. It's a song called Steady Marvin. I really thought it was going to be on either the food, I'm sorry, the uh, the cool or the food and liquor album. And then all of a sudden comes lasers. Well, Rev, what were you going to say uh, originally? Well, as far as Lupe, you know, he got that Jay-Z cosign early in his career. And mm-hmm. I could see how he made that list based off of that because, you know, when you get the Hove cosign, you're supposed to do incredible things. And... You know, I don't want to take anything away from Lupe because I feel like he's had a pretty um, decent career, but uh, he's kind of like a uh, a B rapper, maybe even a B plus to some. But he should be in that top tier, A plus, A minus, whatever. You know, because of that uh, Hove 
um, stamp of approval, but he didn't reach that potential. And I honestly can't put my finger on it because one thing I do credit him for, he does represent Chicago. He does represent his hometown. And I like when guys do that, when they put on for their city and, you know, maybe his city didn't put on for him because when they, when they talk about Chicago MCs, you know, you'll hear other guys ahead of Lupe, like these guys, um, Montana of 300 and Chief Keef and all these dudes. It's like shout, shout out to OTF and 300. Um, nope, nope. Shout out nothing. Shout out OSTV and, <laughs> and, um, and 500 degrees and all that other stuff. Right. Oh my god. But but, but go on, Rev. Shout out that trash. Y'all are funny for that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know it's a shame that like Lupe is not mentioned. You know, within that same breath as these guys that I was saying OTF and all that stuff and. Because Lupe could spit, and Lupe is hip-hop. I will give him that. And as T.O. was saying, you know, he put on for, like, the backpack guys, the nerds, and, you know, he helped lead that revolution for, for like, the, the regular cats, the weird cats, to be able to spit. I, I, I can't put my finger on why he didn't, like, reach such a claim. Maybe he should have did, like, a couple movies or guest appearances and, and been a little bit more, like, um more familiar in a sense to the crowd, to the listeners, as far as like, you know, appearances and stuff and did some commercials or something. And maybe he would have gained more like a uh, musical appeal, but yeah, man, I sucks for Lupe. I'm glad man. you brought that up. Uh, no, nah, you know what to add that into that rev. You know, you know how many commercials he turned down? Yeah. He yeah, had yeah, opportunities see? to get endorsements with Hennessy and everything like that. But he, uh, but he, he's heavy on his religion. He's heavy on his beliefs. So all of that, became a part of that too but, so he but turned you, down but, a lot of stuff but you know what i also think fucked it up for him as great as both his albums is i think when he was really getting into the mainstream industry like obviously his first breakout in the mainstream was what touch the sky featured on kanye With, west uh, yeah, yeah i was gonna get to that yeah but i think what also fucked it up is when food and liquor came out everybody was like yo i like lupe but guess who came back around that time jay-z and I think that I also. I, well, no, I don't think Jay Z had, had anything to do with it. But you know, yeah, you know who, I don't think so either. I don't you know. know. You I know, just you I know felt, you know who had the biggest part. Jay Z like was him. already back by then. Yeah. yeah, but the the tension was more on him. Is where I'm getting at. I I I I'll tell you this. A little bit, a little bit. That's 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 a that's a little ten percent. Well, yeah, in 06, he dropped Kingdom Come, but I'll tell you who really. Halted uh, Lupe Fiasco's career. Uh, at, uh, what you call it? Uh, Atlantic Records uh, yeah, derailed yeah, yeah. Um, Lupe's career. Right. But you know, but you oh, know, yeah. to jump in and, 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 and um, to Candyman, we're going to get to that. I, I just want to add Kanye's record. Yeah. That's the first time I heard him touch the sky. That's when I first heard of Lupe. I loved him from there. My The big boss man, you're going to hear his name on the show a lot, Ralph. Put me on to Revenge of the Nerds when I heard him rhyme over dead presidents. And Mac, we got to clarify about that Pacino line because I still don't get it. I don't get it either. And then I mean, what he was I like, like Rudy Lincoln, Ray Boy. Right? <laughs> he said, and Cino, he said, and Cino, man, the only thing left is Pacino, man. I still don't get it. Food and liquor, I love it. I said, yo, this is great. I, did, I said, this is awesome. But then the cool is my favorite Lupe album because. The character Michael Young history, for, for you to create somebody that nobody knows about and tell his story from the title song, The Cool on Food and Liquor, of him coming back from the dead. When you listen to The Cool, this is how he died. 
So now you have the political lyrics, the conscious lyrics. You got all this stuff. You got Paris Tokyo, which is a beautiful song, great record. Great and song. then we all and, talk and, about it's, and it, another, it's and awesome. another thing I noticed. He was also bringing um, Matthew San, uh, Matthew Santos he, a lot on that he, album too. He, he he brought in about religion. He brought in about gun violence. He brought in about war. He, like especially with a song like Superstar that you could hear watching an NBA game. Like he was at that level. He was getting to that point. And then all of a sudden. You know, when Lasers came out, and he's dropped some good albums after. Like, Food and Liquor 2 is great. I thought it was out a out decent album. That, though, out of all of that, though, Tetsuyo and Youth is one of my favorites. That came out in 2015. I actually like that album. Lyrically, Lupe will always be a beast, but it's just the, it's just the, the issue with Atlantic. So, Candyman, you could touch right. on that since you brought that in. So, I think Atlantic Records killed him because Lasers obviously went through so many delays. Like, they kept pushing that album back and back. And then at one point, they pushed it back so much that people weren't even sure if it was still going to come out. And then they had to change up the album from the original track listing. And then, yeah. not only that, but if you, look at, if you look at the songs on that album, like, those are songs that you could tell Lupe in his truest form would have never done. Lupe Correct. Fiasco and Trey songs on the same no. song? No, like, no. Trey, hell no. Bro, I... Trey songs would have never been somebody that Lupe would have ever done a song with. And uh, no knock on John Legend, but I don't think Lupe could, and John Legend would have ever collaborated either. They're just not his, they're just, yeah, they're just right. not his type of people. Yeah, because you know, John Legend's a soulful singer. He, he, and even though they were around in the same circles, because John Legend is a Kanye guy. Yeah, but you also got to remember, John Legend could appear on the Slum Village album. I'm pretty sure he probably could work with... Uh, Maybe a bit of... But looping. you know what a big factor is, too, and it just dawned, just dawned on me? Chili. Ain't Chili doing life in prison, his manager? Yeah, yeah. That oh. played a big part, too. Damn, everybody. And, damn, what's people, people in prison? And honestly, if you look at that Lasers album, the only song that I think is a true Lupe song that he would have made otherwise if the label didn't get involved is State Run Radio. Other than that, I, I like don't think I'm any beaming, other song in that album is. I'm, yeah, I'm beaming I'm was beaming, dope. I'm beaming is the joint. My wife loves that song. Yo, the lyrics, the stuff that he was saying on "I'm Beaming," and that was a Neptune's production. Yeah, Rose's his man. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be a group with Kanye. It was supposed to be Pharrell, Kanye, and Lupe. They were supposed to be in a group together. Mm. What was it going to be called? The Shy Tunes. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, they came out with a song, and 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 what really? Because you know, we all mentioned Lupe being a, a skateboarder, and we know uh, Pharrell is also part of that culture as well. So they connected through that. Um, I believe the group was supposed to be called U.S. Placers or Us Placers. I would call it. It was it was actually Child Rebel Soldier. U.S. Placers or Us Placers was the song that they came out with. But CRS was the group. It was Lupe, Kanye, and Pharrell. And it worked out like this. The, uh, Lupe's the child, Kanye's the rebel, and Pharrell is the soldier. That was the group, CRS. Okay, that sounds, that sounds nice. They had a concept. Yo, imagine if they came out with that album. If, um, it could have been crazy. But what was going to be? Was it going to be on Atlantic or good music? or? It was going to be split three ways. It was going to be split between good, first and 15th, and Star Trek. First and 15th, okay, at Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Star Trek. Uh, Lupe's the, uh, 
Do y'all recall when laser, in order for lasers to come out, the uh, fans made a petition and sent it to Atlantic Records? Yes. I remember that. Amazing. And um, not only that, but you know what else halted Chief Keef? I mean, Chief Keef, sorry. Woo. Uh, Lupe. You see? You see uh, your problem? You see? Uh-huh. Stop listening to that garbage, bro. <laughs> it's not garbage. Second of all, Chicago, Chief Keef has... Chief Keef. Beef, Keith. Beef. No, no, That's all he's known for is beefing. Mm. Hey, listen. But, but he does he play a role. Sosa in... either. He ain't the real Sosa either. That's AZ. But carry on. He's the Sosa of Chicago. But anyway. No, he ain't. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. He is not no Sosa. There's only two Sosas. Of, uh, you, 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 uh, the only Sosa oh, of Chicago I know is Sammy. Even though he's Hey, you, 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 you want to you wanna walk up to Chief Keith and tell that man to his face he's not Sosa? I Are know you Sam gonna walk up to Chief Keith and tell him that he's Sosa? Hey, if I don't have to, well, Fredo Santana ain't around no more. But well, if I don't have to, negative to Chief Keith. Why, why would you walk up to Beef Keith anyway? <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know if y'all remember, but uh, Chief Keith and Lupe kind of had like a a, uh, a brief like feud, and Lupe actually retired after Chief Keith told him to fall back or he was gonna slap him. I don't know if y'all remember that. I remember they got into yeah. it. Yeah. There was a situation involved with those yeah, guys. Yeah, he, he, he told him he was going to slap him, and and that's and Lupe backed down, and the next day he was like, yeah, I'm retiring from rap. And I think that you was know, a bad look on You know, it's funny you bring that up now. Look what happened recently. Ref, can you touch on this? What's up with Lupe and Royce? Man. Yeah, what's with that? Man, I I think it's just an ego thing, or it could be like a little Detroit versus Chicago thing. You're Man, right about that. I I actually, for my entertainment, want to see this go down. Um, I'm sorry to say, but Royce is gonna eat him though, and he's Lu- gonna eat him. That doesn't take away from <laughs> Lupe and how skilled he is, but Royce is like one of the most venomous MCs out there, and we we touched on it in um previous episodes how Royce has gotten better with time. And I don't think Royce is the man to piss off when it, when it comes to the bars, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah, he has a track record of making some pretty good diss songs and rebuttals to people who've come, who've came at him. So um, I hope, in, in for Lupe's sake, that this battle, if they set it up with URL or whoever, whatever route they choose to go, that it draws more attention to Lupe and his catalog. And though Lupe may walk away with the L, he may not. But it'll it'll remind everyone what a dope MC Lupe is, and I I, I pray for Lupe though, cause Royce is uh he's nothing to play with, man. No sir. Uh, you 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 know what it is about Lupe that that sums it up, and I think that this is like the most accurate description of why he never lived up to his potential. I don't think he was ever made to be a major label rapper. It makes sense. He, I think I think he would have been. Uh, I think if he would have been a, on an indie label or just done his own thing and, and not signed to a major and had creative direction and control over his catalog of music, he could have done whatever he wanted and he'd have stayed true to himself. And he may have not blown up as much as he did without major label backing, but his career wouldn't have took a hit. But it makes you wonder what went wrong because food and liquor was great and the cool was great. And then when it got the lasers, it's like, what happened? Man, it's just, it it's didn't just, make any sense. It was a complete 360. It's like they let him be him 
earlier, but now when you get to the third, it's like, okay, we need you to we need you to do this now. And it's like, what the hell are y'all doing? Y'all messed this guy up and sent him down a spiral. And then trying to come back afterwards, it's like, what do you do? Like the last time I really heard Lupe, um, for anybody who's like, you know, sort of like soul, jazz, hip hop, um, Robert Glasper, I forgot what song it was. Um, shout out to Robert Glasper Experiment. And I think it was a song called, I think it's Always Shine. And I think Bilal, who I haven't heard from years in the R&B section, he did the hook. Lupe went off on that. But now he's but an that was, guy. It's, it's his first and 15th now. Well, I don't know if y'all know, but Lu- Lupe has gone on Sarah. the record and said, he's gone on the record and said in an interview that uh, he hates lasers. He should. Yeah. So, I, I I hate that album too. Yeah, that's my least favorite Lupe album that I that I, I have four Lupe albums in my collection. If if you was to say if you was to go to hardcore Lupe fans, they will all say Lazer is the least favorite album. And they Lupe probably is probably my guy. Lupe, Lupe Lupe is my guy because for one, the fiasco comes from Firm Fiasco. He's a big Firm and Nas fan. Word. And Lupe, it, it, it goes with Lupin, you know, from the anime world. Lupin the mm. Third. He's an anime guy, so he kind of combined his two favorite things. And it just worked out. Did he have that like, song? Um, did he have that song "Pressure" with Jay Z on his first album? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. What, what, what were you, you saying, saying Rev? I like uh, "Drogas Wave" and "Drogas Light." Those two mm-hmm. albums are pretty cool. And then yeah, he had right. a mixtape. I'm, I'm, um, I'm forgetting the name, but it coincided with the uh, "Drogas" theme, and that was pretty dope as well. And you know what? One thing I do like about him, of course, I'd like it that uh, when he drops albums, man, they're lengthy. You know, they he, are. he he gives you a lot of um, a lot of songs and a lot of uh, hours and and minutes on his uh, catalog, man. And I pre, you know me, man, I appreciate when an artist goes in and 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 gives us a lot of songs, you know. And it doesn't for me, it's not too repetitive and it doesn't get boring at all, man. He has a uh, really good song content in his album, so salute to Lupe, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because because yep. when he came out with Drokus, he had to split it. He had to split it in two parts. Right, right. Well, uh, we got there. So Lupe makes the list. Uh, let's shift gears uh, to a duo uh, on this list of uh, rappers that didn't live up to the to the hype or potential. Uh, this one comes to us courtesy of Rockefeller. What about uh, Young Chris and Neef? <laughs> now this one's gonna be interesting. I the young guns. Mm, uh, I don't know if it was the marketing by Rockefeller. I ain't gonna lie. I I was not much of a fan of Young Guns. I think to me, hold on, you didn't like Can't Stop, Won't Stop. Hated it. Hated that single. I wasn't hated a fan it. of that. Wait, 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 that song. Wait, 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 can't stop, Thank won't stop, Rockefeller, get down, girl. Oh, I hated it. Lord, I hated man. the hook more than anything. Yeah, me too. I, I was in love with that beat. Oh, I mean, you know what the thing is? This also stems from, like, one-hit wonder type issues. I agree. Can't Stop, Won't Stop was more right. of a breakout hit single, even though they had that song with Rel, but it was, um, Gets No Better Love. I can't remember what the song yeah. was. No, no Better right. Love. Yeah. Um... It wasn't going to hit because Can't Stop, Won't Stop was more like a breakout party record. 
it was going to be tough to follow that. And this is around the time that you see many rappers now get into love ballad type songs. True. I don't know if that was a great follow up after Can't Stop, Won't Stop. I can't think of any more reasons why the Young Guns didn't live up to their potential. I thought they were, but I felt like the direction they were going was not going to work. You Me personally, something? I might consider more of Young Chris more than Neef. You know something to add to that? You know what was going on at the time? The Rockefeller split. Beefs. Beefs. When they when they came out, they they jumped right into the D block feud. And then, yeah. and then when the Nas and, and Jay situation, they jumped right into that too. Not to mention young Chris did jump into the Jazzo beef. Yep. He was on that it's, he was on that song with from the get uh get I uh um Song. Yeah, yeah. It was funny what Jazzo said. He's like, young Chris, young piss, you were Uncle Remus. <laughs> <laughs> I say, young boy, you better be careful who you're talking to, man. And you know what the other problem was? State property, they were part of, but the biggest guns out of state property were more of Beanie Siegel than Freeway. Yeah. That's what I always felt. Don't get me wrong. Philly had a strong strong um era around that time but beanie was like the ace freeway was like right behind them that was like the more marketing than anything i felt tough like love. Young, tough, tough love, love yeah. came out in 04 that, that that dropped in 04 it was actually nominated for a grammy <laughs> can, can i ask rev barber a question when, yes, when 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 i brought up can't stop won't stop you said and i quote 106 and park ass song. What does yep. that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what you mean with that mean? That's that's clear as day. He it is, is right. Yeah. No, yeah, Q, yeah, QG, yes. It is clear as day when I say a statement like that. And it won't be the last time I say a statement like that about a particular song when you got the boop, 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 all that crap that yeah, yeah, yeah like all that, that. sticky <laughs> song. Who the hell produced that? Just Blazer better not be But but you know what though? <laughs> on 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 Rap City, when Big Tigger used to love to play that beat over the for for, for, for artists to freestyle to. Yeah. It's actually it's actually funny because uh I was watching rap, I was watching Rap City freestyles the other day and uh when No Limit visited. They put on uh, when Romeo and P was in there. They put on "Can't Stop, Won't Stop." <laughs> oh man, and it sounded like a commercial for the. Who P was Miller on the remix again? Chingy. Chingy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was bad too. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, sorry, Chingy. I'm sorry. Girls, they girls, but, they love you. Right there, right there. That's your right there. Shut I up. hated that. I but, hated that. But you know what though? I think the Rockefeller split is what killed their career because yeah. after after Damon and, and and Hove split. You didn't hear about the Young Bucks ever. Uh, uh, wait, wait, wait. The who? The who? <laughs> the Young Guns. Yeah. The Young Guns. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Shout out to Nick Jackson and Matt Jackson. All Elite, baby. Yeah. Fine. Anyway, oh, that's man. what I'm talking about. That, that was that's a slip up. That's what I'm talking about. Shout out to the Young Bucks. Yeah. You nah, but um, in, all, in all seriousness, you didn't hear about the Young Guns after the split. Actually, a lot of them in all five. A lot of when when they when Rockefeller split into two, you know the Young Guns they chose to go with Jay, but a lot of artists like uh like Rel and uh I'm a lot of names are slipping me, but I know uh Rel was Beans one of them. With, Beans went with Dame. Yeah, Beans went with Dame, but but you know I like 
after the split, things got nasty. I think the young guns just got lost in the shuffle. I think young Chris was still around for a bit because he was on house party with Meek Mill a couple yeah. years back. But I mean, other and, than that, yeah. and the second album ain't do nothing. They had set it off, which was produced by Swizz. The Again. album only did one hundred and thirty-eight thousand. Again. This is what this is almost to what we talked about on the one hit wonder episode. What were you going to carry after a song like Can't Stop, Won't Stop, which was a breakout mainstream single for them? That song was uh, even though it was, quote unquote, a 106 and Park ass song that that song, that song, that song was all over the place. It was all over the radio. Mm-hmm. That song got them a lot of hype. And like I said, with the split, you didn't hear from Alan Anthony. You didn't hear from Rel. Samantha Ronson was gone. Oh yeah, oh, Alan Anthony. He had the song all right. Yeah, like I, was, I uh, actually like the production of that. Yeah, they kind of lost. They kind of lost their way. They kind of lost their way because prior to all that, when they when they was appearing on the whole records, especially you know, um, what was that one on 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 Blueprint Two? It was kind of like one. pushing right as one, and and of course, Mac, you know, you know. Our favorite verse on there comes from Sparks. I'm not done. <laughs> that's that's actually one of my favorite posse cuts of all time. That was a great that was a great song, man. Sparks had the best verse. But you know what the sad part is? You Sparks was no way to be found. Oskino was no way to be found after this whole split. Nicole Ray. Yeah, Nicole Ray was yeah. gone. I felt bad yeah. for her because for they where had, she came from had, ever they, since making ice. They had beefs in state property itself. The whole group went through what they was going through. And then Chris and even though uh, Neef now is known as Neef Buck. Is that correct? Yeah, he's Neef yeah. Buck. He was yeah, called yeah, yeah. Buck from back then, too. Hey, on, yo, on, on, and then, how did you get this by Cat Williams? Oh, oh Lord. Well, that was a game move. Cat, they got Cat Williams from Dipset? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that like? He was like, for the money, Mike, hold, hold the fuck up. Chris and Neefy, I'm talking to you, sweetie. I'm like, oh my god, now you that. got this guy rapping. Because it was um, game, game, game got into a beef with him. What's up, bro? Of course, because game is an idiot. Just a small tidbit, because y'all mentioned um Nicole Ray. She actually goes by Lady Ray um nowadays. She makes really good music, actually. Since um the split from Rockefeller, man, it flies under the radar. But um look up Lady Ray, man. She actually does some real soulful stuff. Um, as far as the Young Bucks, I just want to throw in there. I kind of wish that they stuck to the formula that they had on the State Property albums one and two. I enjoyed um part two of the State Property albums too. Um, had yeah, they like. Yeah, had they um like did that formula on their debut album, I feel like um that album would have been way better than what it was. But um as I said, the whole 106 and Park kind of sound and flow kind of carried into their solo album, and they just wanted some critical acclaim. And I it really was that yeah, it was that teen poppy yeah girl. Era. It was it was it was that it, it was that it was that what did it to them. It kind of threw them into that element, Rev, like you mentioned, because 106 and Park caters to who? Teens. Kids, yeah. More like teens, if anything. Yeah, so when you throw them in there, when you throw them in there under that, and and Mac made a very good point, because you can't put a guy like Beanie Siegel on there where he's frowning at you and yelling in your face and all all the stuff like that. So there's a difference with that. There's different elements of state property. The hardest one is Beans. Yeah. So it's like a mix-up. It's like, what are you guys trying to present? Are you are you are you street? Are you hardcore? Or are you? Because you got someone like Beanie Siegel, he's hardcore. Freeway in between. Petey Crack, I don't know where he stands in this because I never thought he was good in my opinion. He, sta- he stands nowhere. <laughs> wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa,
Disconnect the phone. <laughs> Wait, get that out of here. Crack was good. Petey Crack was garbage. Come on, man. He said he was good. Uh, <laughs> come on, come on now. Come anybody, on, come on. Can anybody I'm sorry, that, man. That, that, that <laughs> What are you talking nah, come about? Come on. Ow, 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 ow. I'm sorry, man. Got to Bro, no, he stole the no. show on Gotta Have It with Beanie Siegel. He's like, no, he Pete, did. Oh, he stole the what? Okay. He stole the what? Pete, back, he's back. I got to have it. Stole the show. No, he robbed the show. That's come on. He, he uh, stole, so, come on. You really didn't like the ring, ring. Stole, like, no, no, no. Disconnect the phone. Get a new service provider. <laughs> Yo, I hated that ring. Yo, that ring, uh, ring annoyed me every, every time he did it. And what was that other record, that R&B record? Got that, but I got it. That, shut up. Oh, that was Neo. I, stop yeah. talking. That, that was, was the Neo record. record. The Neo record. <laughs> Just stop rapping. See, they try to make it a Spanish. gimmick with all of that Spanish stuff. I, I like that. I actually I like, like that, BD Crack, but all that, like, all, you know, the yeah. I ain't even. I didn't I'm like that. I'm no. And, 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 and on flip side, he ain't need to be on flip side. Oh, the freeway record. Not flip side. No, no. Oh, hell Freeway, freeway, that's your state property, buddy. But you should have just been you only. All that, all that, you got served stuff. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's not forget it. Let's not forget to clean up his image. He went from Petey Crack to Petey Petey. Yeah, that was dumb. No, that was just for the. That was just yeah. for that. That was just for the Neo video. That was it. And he and he even dissed Jay Z. Isn't there a video of him riding around on a bike calling Jay Z a camel? <laughs> That's funny. What was that? It was funny. No question. I mean, this comes from what a guy you? who names himself Petey Crack. Come on now. Philly, 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 I got some explaining from, to do, man. He went from he went from PD crack to PD PD to pedicure. <laughs> Damn, that's what Jesus. he did. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's but exactly uh, move, move, moving on with our list here. Um, I know this is somebody list. that. Uh, no, no, no. He wasn't a big star to come crashing down. Um, Thank God. So, somebody who I know Rev Barber wanted to talk about. Uh, another person who we could say probably suffered from the bad boy curse. Uh, how about Loon, Rev? This is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. Oh, I can't wait for my turn on this one. Oh, man. Loon, <laughs> a.k.a. Balloon. <laughs> Balloon. <laughs> <laughs> I know QG would like that one. <laughs> oh, that's a good one there, man. Man, why... Why did they try to make him into Mace, man? And first of all, wasn't he in the group Harlem World with those guys? Was yes, right he, was. he was. Yes, he was. He was. Yeah, he was. In the Reptar Mobile. Oh, oh my. Yeah, he, he was. He was in Harlem World along with uh with Huddy Six and and Cardan and all of them and, and uh, Baby State. Blinky, blinky Blink and, and all Blinky and and QG oh, Bay. Remember Blinky Blink. And, and no, what, what's what's the other one? Mino and Mino and Mino. Yeah, well, Mino was actually all right. Actually, out of all of them, Mino was actually yeah. okay. But the rest of those guys, no, no. Yeah. Man, Loon. Rest in peace to Huddy too. Rest in peace to Huddy. We mentioned him, man. Where, where, where? Rest in peace, Huddy Six, man. He actually was a, a pretty trill cat in Harlem. Um, on the mic wasn't really his thing. But have y'all yeah. ever seen those memes where it has like you know Amazon version of Wish? That's how I feel like with Mason Loon. I feel like Mason's like the Amazon version, and then you get the Wish version, which is Loon, which is like the not so good version of what. Wow, Mason you just called him. You just called Loon a knockoff. He he's absolutely right. 
Yeah. Come on, man. Like, like exactly I think me, Ian, like. I think me, Ian, QJ are gonna go in the same direction with this one. That's who he said. Yeah. Like. And it's funny because, yeah, no, my bad, T.O., because I feel like, um, like T.O. said, like, we're on the same direction of this one because even earlier when we spoke about G-Def and Black Rob, yeah, I think we're all on the same wavelength with this little bad boy curse and the way they mismanaged um the promotion and the albums. And, and you know, it's funny, like, as much as of aficionado I am about hip-hop, man, I honestly do not remember if Loon had an album and if he did. I couldn't tell you not one song off. No, it was nope, a self. Nope, it was a nope, self-title. It was a self-title. It was a self-title. Oh, that's why. Two thousand three. Yeah, balloon. Yeah. Whatever. But yeah. the funny thing about the funny thing of that album flies under the radar because there were no hits on that album. Right. No, no, wrong, wrong, wrong. How you wrong. like that, Timmy? How you like that? That was the oh, biggest oh, song on that album. One hundred six and Park ass sounded song. That's another one. That was a Neptune's beat, and Khalees was singing the hook. That's all they played. Damn. Did he have? Did he have another one? Did he have another one that I think he had a single after that with Mario Wine? Down for me. It was down, down for, for me. Okay, but see, here's another thing. See, see, but the thing about this Can with I, Loon is. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, what's up, Candy Man? Oh yeah. Candy I, I want to make one quick. I want to make one quick point before To goes. Right. See, at least with G Death, like, uh, if you look at the, uh, um, you you can find it out there. There's um. Bad Boys 50 Greatest Songs. It's a it's a list out there. Loon, at least G Depp, Special Delivery is on that list. Loon, Loon doesn't have a single song on that list. And furthermore, out of all the 50 songs that are on that list for, for uh for Bad Boys 50 Greatest Songs, he's only featured on one of them. And of course, that's I Need a Girl. None of now, his solo work ever got featured on that list. Now, now one in part two, right? Yes, he did. Now, yep. see, that's part one what, and part two. Now, the problem with that is the first of all, if they talk about special delivery, they ain't going to say the regular one because they always going to say the remix. That's number one. Second, as far as Loon goes, it, it, it was just like I just couldn't get into him with this whole love ballad type thing. And another thing, he was they did try to market him as Mace. Who was the only bad boy cat mostly running around on R&B songs around that time? Mace. So yeah. so when Loon followed that formula of that same style, he appeared on what's that what's that group? 3LW's record. Yeah. And it got bad because Loon and Mace start beefing. When Mace mentioned that line, how come Loon and Fabby don't say I'm their daddy? And now Mace started Loon that comes, one. Mace Mace started that problem and then and Dildo Shopper came. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, nah, that was hilarious. When he I'm called sorry. him a dildo hopper, that was funny. Oh, but, no, but I'm sorry, dildo hopper. Here's, here's the crazy part. As funny as that was, he had some whack bars too, though. Because yes, on the did. same one, he said, "He said, thank you so much from the bottom from the bottom of my fart." <laughs> Who writes that and says that in a booth? Nah, Loon. What? That was trash. He said that line on the same song, Rev. I kid you not. Thank oh, you so much from the bottom of my fart. Who says that? You actually sat there and wrote that on the paper and went oh, and said it. You know what I think about Loon? I just think, I think around that time, they weren't taking him seriously more as a rapper. I think the more of, I may go left field. I think the sex appeal was only there for him from the ladies. That's just what I saw. Right. And you, who take him serious with a bar like that? <laughs> no. The, bar, the bars was a mess, and, and and not to mention he also appeared in State Property too, didn't he? Yes, he did. He had he had a little cameo appearance in there. He played he played Nori's dad. Nori's dad. 
Which is weird. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I'm like, what is going on here, man? It was it was and crazy then, that that whole situation. And then, like, once he converted to Islam, his career seemingly ended. I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor. Didn't he? Wasn't there? An, wasn't there an incident where he got into a fight in a barbershop in Harlem? It was on 116th, I think. You heard about this, right? Yeah. I he think it was the barbershop on 116th. Here's the yeah. funny part. The rumor is he hit somebody with a shovel, guys. <laughs> yo, wow. people, yo, they, Loon, they I know we talk about his raps, but I, I have a feeling that Loon was a goon back then. He so goon. I wouldn't fuck with him. 40 Cal fought him in that. Oh, movie. that's it, Rev. It was wow. 40 Cal. Yes. Wow, wow. Oh, you're right. No, it was 40 Cal. Because they that had the same crazy. barber. Yes. I think it was the same one on 116th near the Lennox side. I heard that incident that, that, that went down. It was all over the radio. I'm like, Loon got into it with 40 Cal? Yeah. Damn. Man, that's crazy. And then um, Loon was, like, joking with him or something like that. And, like, 40 kind of wasn't having it. I guess, like, Loon had uh, moved out the hood, whatever. He went to Atlanta with with the rest of the uh, bad boy rejects. <laughs> and, and, you know, you know, it, it's crazy. And he was also on that Bad Boys album with Black Rob and, and G-Dep. The cra- ain't, it, ain't, it, ain't it interesting how, you know, they talk about Queensbridge rappers don't get along? Harlem rappers? Yeah. <laughs> they awesome. They awesome. Thank, uh, there, thank you, Mason Cameron, for leading that. <laughs> oh, right. my God. But but ain't it funny how all of them are connected because Mace Mace is the center. Mace had all these guys with him. He had Loon with him, Cam was with him, all these guys was with him, and then the, the, then the whole situation broke down and it just changed everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, man. <clears throat> man, I, I don't know where that wow. shovel is, but uh, Loon should be thanking the shovel for defending himself <laughs> against forty. <laughs> <laughs> for real, but I'm proud of him for his religious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's big. I mean, no, I mean, did you, Al, 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 don't you start. Loon? No, Al, you shut up on this one. I, no, no, I'm not, start what? I was going to say, y'all know Loon just came home from prison last year. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Home free. Yeah, man. He was he was convicted of uh, uh, trying to uh, move kilos of heroin uh, out in uh, Brussels. So hmm. it's cr- Crazy, but I don't think we'll ever hear another loon verse ever again. So and even yeah, even though he did even though he did have issues with Mace, Mace did shout him out on the Oracle um song, which was an ass whooping the camera, by the way. By the way, uh, by the way, uh if you guys look up uh check out a record that he did in two thousand and nine called What You Say, I'm on it. <laughs> oh God. If you look up the uh, yeah, I, I, I'm actually on that record if you guys look it up. It says it says to, uh what you say, Loon featuring Christopher. So thank you guys. Make sure y'all check that out. <laughs> All right, shout out so, to QG. Our next yes, our, our next top our next topic of discussion. Uh we're gonna go to Philadelphia. Uh, shout outs to our guy Malik, the cool brother. Uh, the coolest brother what? Podcast. The coolest brother what? And the homie yeah, IQ. Podcast, uh, the, uh, IQ. Yeah. And homie I Mr. IQ, Smart Philly. IQ. Philly, Philly, we Philly, we're gonna see y'all real soon. But uh how about Cassidy? That guy was real hot at one point. Let and me then, tell you something. I, I got something for him. 
he's he's actually researched himself pretty good with battle rap to be funny. But see, that's my issue. He can't make a mainstream hit. No, that's man. my issue with him. That's the potential. No, I just I disagree. Don't hotel, hotel was a huge can't hit. do that now. No, he can't do it now. He can't do anything now. He just couldn't make a hits. mainstream hit under Swiss Beats. I'm sorry. And who saved him on Hotel? R. Kelly. And who saved him on the on the other record? Come on, Ma. This your song, Ma. Yeah, uh, Swiss <laughs> ex well, Hey, hey, Rev, Rev. What? What's the narrative for today? Another well, 106, 106 Park ass song. Bro, I'm sorry. Yes. Cassidy yes. could not be Are y'all are y'all forgetting? I'm a hustler. I'm a, I'm a hustler, homie. But uh, see, that's it. That was it. Cause he tra- he had to redeem himself for making and that. And whose voice did he sample for it? Jay Z. Yep. Come on! Oh, come on! But but Ti sampled Jay Z voice in the same time period he too. Come on! He needed it too. He needed it too. That helped him get and, that and, and out, and out, and out. What did Mary J. Blige even do? She, yep. She was what did she do? She, she made a remix out of it. Yes, she did. That's true. She, yeah. But the but thing was. But the thing was, as good as Cassidy is to rap, I think he's more of a battle rapper than trying to make mainstream songs. Yes. Because when he how came many in, times do you hear the, the 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 problem versus the hustler, which was on the album? Right. But when you he look at himself, but when you look at his singles, for someone who's a battle rapper, this guy, he's he's going in the Ja Rule route. Yeah. He tried. I'm sorry. That's all I can say. And I hate drinking. But he had a lot of. I he had a, thank I you. I need my drink. Get my two step. My drink. Swiss. Swiss. I, I have a. Ooh. Go ahead, Candy Man. What's Wait, you mean? don't really like that song? My drink. Get my two step. My drink. I hate it. Come on, man. How many people got to make a drink of my two step, walk it out, and all that? Thank you. Thank you, 50. Thank you, 50, for what you did on the piggy bank video. Got the hustler, and then he gets punched in the stomach. Thank you for that. Because drinking oh. two step, well, drinking, drinking a two step, he took a shot at 50 in the first place. So, yeah. Ugh. Well, nah, man. but you know what derailed his career, though, right? Swiss. No, no. Oh, no, the murder. I mean, I, I, yeah, that's too. The Barry Reese story. It, it, uh, it, was, it was crazy. That, and, and not to mention that auto wreck. That was scary. Yeah. Because he spent money on me and I want to stay the night with him. Oh, Lord. Wow. I mean, sound bites. I mean, Al. I mean, not Al. I mean, Cassidy. There's a lot of things that just didn't go his way. But but he was hot. He had he he had considerable amount of buzz because again, even though y'all. You know even the, though y'all, mm-hmm. even though y'all said that R carried him on hotel, it was still a hit. I'm a hustler. I think, still a honestly, hit. I think his non-commercial records were better on those same albums we're talking about. Those non-commercial I like the records six were minutes. better. Yeah, those were better because it wasn't forced. When you when when you force and try to come up with with those commercial, and again, I'm sure it's the label and other people that's saying it. You know, hey man, you should make records like this. So, I mean, even even B boy stance. Ah, uh, no, you, you know the you know the thing about this when you listen to Cassidy on the what was that song Swiss brought out? The bigger business was it bigger yeah. business? Cassidy did his thing. He did. But then when you make your own records from songs like "Coming to My Hotel," 
that's not the Cassidy I'm thinking of. No, no. And especially, you mentioned Swizz, which is a very good and, point. And, 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 and the QG, you know that's not the version we talk. We like to talk about, right? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Cuba. At the same time, yep, yep. Shout out to Cuba Link for that, for that disc record over that. Uh, look at his career. Because in 09, what did he do? He signed with Carmelo Anthony's label. Mm-hmm. Or... That's going. Damn. That's backwards. Way backwards. Wait, that, that's and, and no diss to Carmelo, but you go from what you was doing with Swizz, then you come down here, and now you're in the battle scene. And funny enough, he's reinvented himself in the battle world because who did he battle? He battled Arsenal. Arsenal. He battled Goods, the rematch from 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 what they went through before. He mm-hmm. recently, not recent, but but pro- he battled Hitman Holler. Yeah. He battled, he battled Disaster two times, and he didn't die in any of them. Nope. Even if, he lo- even if he lost, you saw the you saw the footage yourself. He was really kicking ass, especially the last that, one. The, right with Hitman Holler, right? Yep. And 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 and, and people debated, but that's the thing. He didn't get killed. And that's the problem. Like, when you got battle rappers going against people that battled and made it to the industry and come back to battle rap, as a battle rapper, you're supposed to kill them, make them never want to come back again. The fact mm-hmm. that Cassidy keeps coming back, that's what that's what does well for Cassidy. Yep. I just say he just needs to stick to battle rapping. That's just it. It's working. But, it, but it's always worked even before the mainstream hits. It's nah, just what that. I'm saying now, like those face-offs. Uh-huh. Oh, you yeah. know how many views those face-offs get? The face-off with, with, with Hitman Holler got over a million views quick. Some people say Hitman got destroyed. Because, yeah. Because Cassidy knows how to sell the fight. Cassidy knows how to promote. Cassidy knows how to talk. That's the crazy part about it. He knows how to push, how to push narratives. And don't get me, Al, you mentioned I'm a hustler. What was, like, that That was like a redemption-type moment for him. But what was the carry-on after that? What was the carry-on after that? Nothing. It, he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't do anything as after that. As far as mainstream radio. Yeah. Goes, like, you know. It's like he did, I'm a hustler, and he just left. And let's not forget the other situations he got into with in Philly. Didn't him and Gilly get into it? Yep. Yeah. Who else? Gilly the who? Gilly the kid? Yeah, here's a few. Didn't Cassidy and Meek have issues too? Yep. I mean, Meek was always they having did. issues. <laughs> There's I mean, always when... something. There was always something going on. It's like it, it was it was it was situations involved in, in 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 Philly, and then you know it's just it's just crazy how the whole thing went down. Like we talked about Queensbridge Hall. Philly is another one. Everybody beef with everybody. Philly rappers don't 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 seem to get along. I mean, if you look at it, it's just mostly like out of state property, or I mean, you never heard the roots got into a beef with anyone like that. No, no, and it's all and it, and it's, it's it's sectional. You got the north side of Philly versus south side of Philly. Mm-hmm. You got the major figures going at it with state property. For as far as I'm concerned, the only people from there. That, are, that that never got into anything at all. The coolest ones. Real. Is the main man, the main man Fresh Prince and the Roots. <laughs> but That's even it. though the root, but but the roots, the roots almost got into something with Nas. Nas, yep. 
It was that. It was over the Jay Z Right. And you know what? The Roots did it to themselves with that because they chose to play Nas instrumentals over Jay Z's diss lyrics towards Nas. Instead of just playing the regular takeover beat, they played Uchiwali in the background. They played New York State of Mind in the background. Y'all was asking for it. So when Nas called them porch monkeys, he wasn't playing. Mm-mm. You imagine if Quest and Nas got into it? I know, right? Quest love all yeah. being into beats. If Black Thought and Nas were that at lyric for lyric, that would be interesting. That would go on forever. That that probably be longer than Jada Kiss and uh, Beans. But they squashed it. But it goes to show you that nobody is exempt. There's plenty of people that hated on Will Smith. Damn. But he never got into like a back and forth record type of thing. He does. He did respond to M on on some on on a record. But he's a nice guy. How you doing? Nice to meet you. So so with Cass, you know what I mean? It's like you were here and then you went there. But 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 you guys mentioned it earlier. What was his claim to fame to get in the game anyway? The battle with Freeway. Yeah. Philly versus Philly. That battle made him a name because he killed Freeway. I mean, no disrespect to Freeway. No diss at all. But once Freeway said, put a beat on, it was over. (laughs) (sighs) I mean, I'm just just glad that he's doing it. Oh, go ahead. We got one more? Yeah. We got one more name on this list uh, to close out the list. Uh, she and this this artist won a Grammy. This is the only Grammy winning artist on our list. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, she had one of the greatest albums ever put out by a FMC, if not one of the greatest albums of all time. She she was a member of of the Fugees, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about somebody who I have a lot of disdain for, Lauren Hill. Ah, Miss Hill. Now, this one right here, I always get confused with her because I always felt, well, besides the, um, you know, probably like the bipolar issues throughout her career, I felt like there's two things that started it off with this one. I felt like the pressure after winning so much Grammys, after Miss Education, Lauryn Hill, and Wyclef. Something well, dr- something drove her away after Miss Education of Lauren Hill. And I felt like a bit of what what can she accomplish after her debut album? And mind you, she she was the strongest out of the Fuji's camp. Why Cliff had the carnival? It's yeah. it's so a lot of albums. But when you look at Miss Education of Lauren Hill, did way better than both. Unfortunately, Prize, since he came out with his album, but no one, as Al would say, no one was checking for it. And Wyclef's The Carnival. There was a lot of pressure. On but it was it was a album. lot of pressure yeah. after how do so you how do you top how, yeah how do you top the Miseducation? They won so many Grammys, it did so well. How do you no, come with something after that? Number two, Wyclef. Their personal problems. The personal problems. And you can hear it even on Lost Ones. Supposedly, they had a secret relationship. I don't know. Maybe Lauren could tell you. And I always felt like, to me, as great as Miss Education Lauren Hill album was, a few of those songs were a hint attacking that Wyclef. Lost Ones obviously being the obvious, but that track with Mary J. Blige, I felt like that was a shot at Wyclef. X Factor, a shot at Wyclef. So she, him. Yeah, she, she was going at him all, all over that album. 
But it was a lot of things going on. And you know what? Oh, my God. I love Lauren Hill Dilly, but do not get me started with that unplug. Oh, listen, she got criticized everywhere from the, I was, the rappers. But from the I media. was so hurt when what I heard 50 that Cent say? I used to listen to Lauren Hill and tap my feet, but then she put out a CD and have no beats. Yeah. I, when when I heard the unplug, I I was so ashamed. Like, no, this is not the Lauren Hill I know. It was a bad. It was a bad thing. She even started to disassociate herself with people that was under her. Like Kwali mentioned it. Like her attitude changed. She was going through a lot, and it was in her personal life. Because remember when she was with Rohan Marley, mm-hmm. she got yo. She, she like all these kids. She was she, she. You know, she became a mother. She was just, you know, her and Rohan was just having kids, and then there was tax evasion problems. Like, creatively, how do you focus on writing music? How do you focus on your craft when you got all these personal issues going on? Not to mention Candyman's gripe earlier. She's show, she's not showing up for shows or showing up late. And another thing, did you? I mean, not, no, oh, go ahead, Dio. Well, before you chime in, another two things. Remember, there was supposed to be a song, a reunion type song between Nas and Lauren Hill. Oh, you mean yeah, I yeah, think I'm, it's called. I record, think it was. It wasn't you. It's Lauren so sounded terrible. Yeah, she sounded bad. And even at the Fuji's reunion at the BT Awards, she sounded terrible. Dave Chappelle, you tried to get them back together, and people were talking about it. Yo, can they come with another album? Once again, egos and everything. It just wasn't gonna work. I mean, the last song I could say, which was good, was "Put Your Lights." Um, that song she did with the. Possumous Bob Marley vocals. Oh, you mean um, turn your lights down? Turn your, your lights down. Lights down low? Yeah, like that was a great song. And then after that, it's like she was on the right track, and then it derailed off the back. And that's even before we can give you get to the bumper of the track. She just derailed. Yeah, she did. And well, it's interesting pers- because well, personal life she was so played a part she was of this. so she was so talented. Not to mention her acting ability too. Oh, did the singing from Sister Act 2? It made her a star. And look where she started. She started at the Apollo Theater getting booed in the beginning when she was was an amateur. When she was an amateur, she come back as a major superstar, now they cheer. It's amazing how time works. And on top top of that, on top of that, and I know I beat this story to death, but it was something that happened to me that I can't forgive. Like, I, I, 2011, Brooklyn Bowl, right? Lauren Hill is supposed to be headlining this concert. Oh, yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the, a lot of the opening acts was, re- was really people you never heard of or never cared for. So everybody's going there, of course, to see Lauren Hill. Bro, mm-hmm. I went there to go see Lauren Hill, showed up three hours late. And then when she came, she got booed. And instead of performing, she gave us a, 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 she, a venting session. Talking about she gave us the best years of her life. Like, no, no, nobody, no, no, no. You showed up three hours late. Nobody cared about why, because we all wasted our money. The venue didn't give us our money back. Like, like, yo, it was just a bad look. And that wasn't the first performance where she showed up late. And then when the crowd had an adverse yes, reaction, performances she, she refused showed to up play. Late. Right. Yeah, like, 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 at this point, we're talking like th- she's 13 years removed from being a star. Like, you know, like, I mean, like, come on, like, you can't treat, like, we we all went there and paid our money to see her. 
I don't like like you should be happy that people are paying their hard earned money to want to come see you. But exactly. I guess I guess it's the grand scheme of this. But I, I I could like bro I I could never I could never forgive that because I I take that personal. Uh, you should you paid money. Yeah, word. Rev, any any opinion on Lauren Hill? Man, she it's like she overachieved and then underachieved in such a short time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the story you tell about her like and her attitude in the concert. It's sad because, you know, we expect so much from our artists that we pay to go see. And for her to have that attitude and, you know, it carried over with her career and music. And, yeah, she could have been such a prominent female representer in hip hop. And I feel like she let a lot of people down, a lot of females down, too, because, you know, she was a strong woman and she was super talented. But, you know, she she robbed us. Of that too, mm. you know. She talked about we robbed her, you know. Nah, she robbed us of that. She robbed all the young ladies out there of having a, a, a strong leader, someone who could represent them in, in a positive light and make great music. So yeah, but you she, know what? I you know go ahead. Now nah, I, 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 I agree. What to say about her? I'm not gonna give her no more light because because she don't want to give us that. I'm not giving that her. I'm not giving that to her either. But you know I what I also. But you know what I also thought they was trying to do while Lauren Hill is trying to be multi talented. I also. I also think that around that time, the media was trying to change her more into like the sexual type. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but you noticed her attire started changing. They did. Like, like, uh, I'm about to say hot thing. That's Tyler Quali. Sorry. Uh, that thing, doo-wop. You know, she was all good. But then when X Factor came, I noticed the video that was trying to make her into certain, a certain type of way. Like, hmm. But you, but you, but you know what goes into that? Because she's doing two genres of music she's mm. in the r&b charts and, and she's she in the she, hip-hop charts she, she comes from the backpack she comes from the cyphers she comes from the, those elements so I, I i i feel her creative her creativity was also the lead to her own destruction as far as her career and, 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 now you now you're mm-hmm. trying to balance both how do you appeal to one side and how do you appeal to the other side it's difficult it is difficult and 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 I felt like I don't know, I think one of the sides she was trying to appeal more was like to the ladies because I felt like it was more like a breakup album than anything. Yeah, like and, I said, she, a little and, bit and, direct this to Wyclef. And she started saying some crazy stuff in interviews. It's like she lost her mind. Like she was saying some stuff off the deep end, and people just kind of just stayed away from her because it's like you can't. She's unpredictable. You could be her friend one day and then she'll turn on you the next. There was situations like that going on. And you know, and you know, I look at that one clip. Um, Nicki Minaj. It looks like Lauren Hill was so uncomfortable, like how Nicki approached her just to pay homage. She bowed down to you, Lauren. You look like you was like, okay, get mm-hmm. off of me. Look at look mm-hmm. at her, look at her demeanor, her gesture, and like her body language. Because at least, at least Nikki was paying homage. I mean, Lauren did come before her, and she said, "Yo, you know, you have blessed, you have blessed us to come in the game." And you know what the crazy, you know what the crazy thing about like here, here, here are this list of people that we've talked about today, right? Each mm-hmm. of them could have had success, but for some reason or another, didn't. Except for maybe Lupe, because uh, yeah. Lupe's first two albums. But here's one. 
He got a Grammy too, matter of fact. Yeah, he mm-hmm. has a Grammy too. But here's Lauren, who out of everybody on this list has accomplished the most. Um, Lauren sold the most records. Sold the most records. Had the most accolades. Had the most awards. And then I would say like and singles on one yeah, album. Singles, and and she had both group success and individual success. And then she just yeah. fell so far from grace. And not only did she plummet, she plummeted real fast. Yeah, she did. The it personal was, it was a personal life issue, I'll tell you that. It was like right after miseducation of Lauren Hill, it just all went downhill and it went downhill rapidly. Like she free she was free falling harder than Tom Petty. Notice notice you said Lauren Hill went downhill with your play on words, man. Yeah, you see what I did there, right? I saw what you did. But but, but he's right because after miseducation of Lauren Hill, she didn't really do much except the 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 unplug and the the song with Bob Marley. What's that off the what soundtrack was that on? The best man, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. I believe it was off there. And then even around that time, like she was still remember she also helped Aretha Franklin a rose is a rose, which is a great record. Yeah, she was doing her thing. She was doing her thing on both sides. She wrote songs. She did a lot, but her own personal demons. Caused a lot. And like I said, she made great singers. Like, when I listen to Miss Edge, one my favorite song off of the Miss Education of Lauryn Hill is To Zion. That's my favorite. Yeah, that was for her son. Yeah, that was for her son. It's funny how Kanye West even mentioned it. He's like, she was on the road to Zion. I wish her heart was still in Ramon. And there's been, you know how many times she's been mentioned in rappers' songs? Mostly trying to motivate her to come back because we miss her and all. We, they, they just want to know if she's doing well. Quali did a whole song dedicated to her. Miss Hill. Hill. Yep. That was off what the Quality album or the Beautiful Struggle? Was, one of them. It, 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 yeah, it was one of his um, like mixtape type joints. Mm-hmm. A piece to Miss Hill. Oh, yeah. the hell Miss Hill. The hell ow, peace, ow, ow, peace, ow, peace ow, to Miss Hill. Because, because if you could shout out Chief Keith and OFTB and Off Track Betting and all the other stuff, oh, man, yeah. I, I, I could shout out Miss Hill. Only the family. Only what? Only the family, not Off Track Betting. What, uh, what, channel, <laughs> what channel does that come on? What channel is only the, all, <laughs> only family I know, oh, family I know is all, all in the family. Shout out to Archie Bunker and all the rest of them, man. <laughs> The only family I know is Family Matters, too. <laughs> if you could shout out Chief Keith, I could shout out Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill personally did something to me. I want my $70 back. Personally <laughs> did something to you. You hear yourself? I mean, Chief I mean, Keith, I mean, I mean Chief, Chief Keith did something personally to me. He made bad music. <laughs> First off, I don't like was a smash hit, all right? Smash hit? Please. That smash hit couldn't <laughs> had smash the re- N64. <laughs> 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 oh, I, I'm surprised you haven't talked about Young Champ or Baby. Pork Chop? Uh, what about <laughs> see, Pork Chop on the See how you just had to shoot yourself in the foot with shout that. Out, shout out to Nickelodeon and Doug Funny for Pork Chop on the Beat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you such a fucking hater. It's crazy. You bring it up bad music. So, yeah, I'm going to hate on he, it. He don't make bad music. He makes, um, you're right. He makes terrible music. He don't make <laughs> bad music. He makes terrible music. <laughs> And at oh, your age, boy. you should know better than that, too. 300. 
Right. That was a good this movie. Is Sparta. This is Sparta. This is Sparta. Three hundred. Oh wait! Oh, oh th- uh, three hundred bars and running. Yo, shout out to the game. Yeah, shout out to that too. Yeah, that's terrible. But uh, if there's anybody that the listeners think that uh, we missed or should have included on the list, hit us up. Raplabpod at gmail.com or Instagram DM at uh, Raplabpod or tweet us at Raplabpod. And yeah, maybe uh, we could we could bring it back up or or you could bring it up in a question. But uh, I think this list is pretty accurate, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty yeah. good. Yep. So uh, until next week, we see y'all again. Yep. Peace. Peace. Peace.